Thank you for listening to Everything's Messy podcast. We appreciate your interest in health and wellness. However, it is important to note that the content provided in this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. The information shared here is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. The hosts and guests featured on Everything's Messy podcast are not licensed healthcare professionals, and the discussions within the episode should not be considered as personalized medical guidance. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. If you have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. Reliance on any information provided by Everything's Messy podcast or its guests is solely at your own risk. This podcast may discuss general health topics, lifestyle choices, and wellness trends, but these discussions should not be interpreted as individualized medical recommendations. Every individual's health needs are unique, and what works for one person may not be suitable for another. We encourage you to consult with a healthcare professional before making any significant changes to your diet, exercise routine, or health practices. Everything's Messy Podcast and its hosts are not responsible for any actions taken based on the information provided during the podcast. Remember, your health is a personal matter, and professional medical advice is essential for making informed decisions about your well-being. Thank you for listening to Everything's Messy Podcast. Everything's Messy Podcast brought to you by Dreamweaver Media. So, incredible company. I'm so excited that I've had the chance to work with this company. Let me tell you, if you are looking to level up your podcast, level up your business, anything that you need to get very clear and laser focused with your goals for your company, you need to reach out to Dreamweaver Media. They have a strategy session report that they will do for you. And what that will do is you will discover your dream audience persona, define your business's why, craft a brand identity that speaks directly to your target audience, identify your marketing goals and create a custom plan and receive a detailed visual shoot plan that brings everything to life. Let me tell you, this company is amazing. So reach out to dreamweavermedia.co, that's dreamweavermedia.co, check out their website, for more information. Hey there, it's Sarah Wilson, and welcome to Everything's Messy podcast. Yep, you heard it right. Everything is messy because, well, it is. But here's the thing, in the mess, there's strength waiting to be found, and that's what we're all about here. My mission, to break the silence around chronic illness and build a community that's supportive, understanding, and downright empowering. So if you're ready to navigate the chaos, buck the conventional medical system, and embrace authentic healing, you're in the right place. We're going to tackle the big questions like how to balance it all, where the family fits into the messy equation and everything in between. This is your messy space, a place where we're not afraid to get real, have those important conversations, and maybe even share a few laughs along the way. I'll be sitting down with incredible people, each with their unique messes to explore their stories, experiences, and the lessons they've learned in the chaos. From unconventional healing methods to finding strength you never knew you had, we're covering it all. So grab a seat, get comfy, and let's dive into the messy. Because here at the Everything's Messy podcast, we're turning chaos into strength. Together, we're going to embrace the mess. Are you ready? Let's get messy. Welcome, 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 my messy people, to this episode of Everything's Messy podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wilson. So here we are into the end of January. Wow. New year, new stuff going on. I want to take a moment and just say to all of the guests that I've had on my show, I absolutely appreciate everybody that has come on the show. Thank you very much. I think we've had some incredible people, incredible topics. 
we are just plugging right along. I want to say that we are now over uh, 2,000 downloads of the podcast, and it's all because of the wonderful guests that I've had and hopefully some of the stuff that I'm talking about as well. But we've just had some amazing guests, and I'm just excited to see where this is going to go and what we have, um, you know, to look forward to. So as I talk about that, I kind of want to take a moment and sort of reflect a little bit on my journey. You know, I've talked about before carnivore versus vegan, um, having the doctors tell me that I need to be on the standard cocktail of low blood pressure medicine and statins and things like that. And I've sort of bucked that. Um, I'm having incredible success with the exercise that I'm doing and the diet that I'm I'm working on. And I don't want to say diet. It's, it is definitely a lifestyle change. But I wanted to share today, I'm in the gym working with my trainer and I'm still not where I want to be. I'm still that middle picture. You know, I talk about that a lot. You have a before picture, you have an after picture, but that black line that separates the two, that's the bulk of our journey. And man, I am still in the thick of it. I uh, I broke down today, totally started crying, embarrassed myself. Um, and it wasn't because I was ashamed. I just, there's a, uh, I'm trying to master holding a push-up plank for more than 30 seconds and I'm doing that three reps three times right and you know a little break in between you know because one of the things that I'm learning as I go through this weightlifting journey is you have to be able to pull your body weight and push your body weight right so a pull up and a push up and I've not had a lot of upper body strength in order to do that and I'm really concentrating on on getting that the form correct putting in the work to do that but today you know, I, and it was probably, I, I can make a bunch of excuses. You know, I, I had my dad from out of town. He was visiting, which was a great visit, but I it would, took a couple of days off and really starting to notice those couple of days off are just, um, you know, I have to stick with it. And once it's like, as soon as I stop, I'm almost losing it. Now I know the, the longer I go, it won't be so drastic, but I just felt like today, man, doing those push-up planks, I, I was failing and I was so, I'm very hard on myself, right? I think as women in general, we're just our own worst critics. We're so hard on ourselves. And it just, a flood of emotion came over me and I was angry with myself that I couldn't do it yet. And I had to take a step back, walk that back a little bit and stop for a minute and just say, okay, you know, okay, I, w I wasn't able to do exactly the goal that I had set for myself, but I have made progress. I am, you know, when I started, I couldn't hold that push-up plank longer than eight seconds. So the fact that I am one or two seconds away from hitting that 30-second mark, you know, that's that's big. But I'm re I, it's like, it's not enough. I have to get more. I want to get more, but I have to really rein that in because the, if I continue to be hard on myself and if I continue to be like, gosh, I can't do anything or I fail or this is terrible, that negative self-talk really sets in and it's, it's, uh, it's just terrible. And so today I was overwhelmed with emotion that I just couldn't do it still. And then, you know, having that release of just, you know, what, why, why is it so hard for me? And then taking that step back and just being like, man, you know, time out, hang on a minute. Let's concentrate on the progress that you have made. And, you know, my trainer was there, very supportive. Um, I'm sure I made him uncomfortable because he probably didn't know what to do with this middle-aged woman crying in the gym. Uh, but I recovered and I moved on and we had, you know, you know, more workout to do. And so I, I was able to reset and come back. But I just, um, that moment where I, the, 
you know, inner me is just not good enough, not good enough. And I'm just, you know, basically telling myself this. But then what is new, what I've been learning is I was able to stop, rein it back in and say, we're not going to go down this road. You're not going to do that to yourself. You're going to focus on your progress. But that was really hard for me. Oh my gosh, that was so hard. And I, I don't know if any of you have experienced that. I don't know how many people actually cry in the gym. <laughs> I probably, um, not very many, but it was just overwhelming emotion. And I think it's really important to acknowledge it, acknowledge the emotion, right? Because we have to have the mental attached with the physical, right? There has to be a big, you know, connection there. So you can feel the muscles that you're working. So you can feel your breathing, but it also has to do with our uh, perspective, our state of mind. And, you know, if I'm in a negative state of mind, I'm probably not going to do very much. But I noticed my body sort of shift after I reined it back in. I noticed it be like, okay, deep breath. Wait, you got this. You can do this. And and I finished. Um, it wasn't my best day, but it certainly wasn't my worst. And you know what? I showed up. I showed up. I continue to show up. I continue to reach that ever so close to getting to that after picture. Uh, but I'm still in the middle of it. I am still in the thick of it. This is my journey. I'm learning. Gosh, I'm learning so much. Um, and I hope, you know, if if you have cried at the gym, let me, I want to know. I want to know your story of what made you cry at the gym. Was it just an over, you know, whelmingness of being, you know, let down or, you know, letting down your guard and just crying? Whatever it was, I want to know. If you cried at the gym, I want to hear your story. But reach out, let me know. Um I just think that's something really important to stop and just recognize and recognize that I was able to rein it back. And so I'm, uh, I say it now kind of tongue in cheek, sort of, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe I cried, but I really am proud of myself for walking away or turning, making a shift, right? Pivot. I love that friends episode where they're um, bringing the couch up the stairs and Ross is yelling, pivot, pivot. I feel like that's a really big you know, thing in my head where I just, okay, shift, pivot. We're going to go left instead of right, right instead of left, whatever that is. Um, and it's really, I, I think that's a, a good thing to be able to do. And I think that also goes to that growth mindset, right? If we're stuck in a just set mindset and we're not open to receiving, if we're not open to learning, if we're not open to changing, if we're not open to just maybe there is a different way, man, we are just going to be stuck in our ways and we're not going to grow from that. We really aren't. And it, it breeds this kind of contempt in yourself where you're like, no, everybody else has to change, not me. That's not true. Um, because I want to learn. I want to change. I want to do better. I want to be the best version of me that I can be. And that's been really hard because it's so easy. I had this really bad habit of just comparing myself to everyone. And man, that is just poison, absolute poison. And so I'm learning to take in stride. I'm learning to take it for what it is and today was okay not my best not my worst and um you know of all the things happening in the world right now if that's my biggest um thing to complain about i think i'm doing pretty good there's so many things happening in the world we've got all of this chaos some of it maybe you know prescribed some of it not prescribed but you know there are so many families and friends and people that are just hurting out there. And it's it's so important, I think, to do, to concentrate on the little things we can do for whatever our situation is. You know, taking a walk, 
trying to just get in that mindset. And look, I get it. When you're going through it, this is not the stuff you want to hear. It is not it. But trying to shift or pivot from that mindset and maybe see the light, try to come out of it. That's what I'm trying to focus on. And I hope you guys are doing the same thing. It is messy. It is messy. It is chaotic. These are crazy, crazy times. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, here we are. We go forward. We march on. We hammer down. We show up. And that that's what we're doing. And uh, this has just been an incredible six, seven, eight months. This has really been crazy. You know, my definitely my numbers are better. I'm not ne anemic anymore to the point where I need a blood transfusion. Like I have done a lot of change. And those little markers, those little things, you know, I used to, it wasn't that I didn't care. It wasn't a priority. It wasn't important to me. Now I've come full circle. And it's not that I'm self-involved or just becoming so consumed with myself because I don't want to be that person either. But I have noticed that if I can take the time, even if it's 15 minutes just for myself, I'm not only a better person for that, I'm a better mom, I'm a better wife, I understand the world better, I'm not so quick to fly off the handle. Let me, you want to talk about anger problems and needing anger management? Right here, this one. I was very just quick to just fly off the handle very easily, very quickly. Um, and not so much at my kids, but just at life, at the things that oh, would just be so, oh my gosh, another thing, just so frustrating. And this is not me asking to be tested to prove that. <laughs> But um, I do feel that it's it's been there's been a shift and maybe it's just my mindset and I'm looking at it differently. But I do feel that that there's been a difference. There's been a change. And I think that's so powerful. And, you know, starting to do some inner work a little bit deeper. You know, I, I heard something the other day talking about, you know, the belief system that you have is your foundation and that kind of centers you. That's your core. And that's really powerful. But what if you don't know what the, the why for your belief system? You have to know your why. You have to know what you're believing, not just because you were told to believe it. And you have to really do the work to understand and honor that, right, the correct way. And I, I'm kind of starting that process. And I'm, I'm very interested in what others have to say about that as well, because I think that's just a deeper, going a little deeper. And, I, and I'll tell you this, too. I have always been very surface level as far as I don't want to be too sad. I don't want to be too happy because I'm waiting for the next foot to drop. Like I've always just tried to be very surface level. And I'm learning that the more I'm willing to open up and receive, the more that I'm willing to work on myself, the more that I'm willing to be raw and vulnerable, the better that I'm becoming. And that sounds so easy, right? Like, why didn't you just do that before? But it was really hard for me. I didn't like to go deep. I don't like sadness. I don't like uncomfortableness. Well, I am well outside my comfort box now than I've ever been before, well outside. <laughs> and I'm continue to push myself, continue to get outside my bubble, continue to do things that I wouldn't normally do. And sometimes I can get it done and and it's sort of, I don't want to say easy but I'm able to get through it and other times I'm fighting it the whole way <laughs> I've always been the type of person who no matter if it's good or bad I hate change even if it's going to bring something positive to me I hate that I have to change something and it you know definitely the negative change but what you know how hard it was for me to just be in this box and not be able to move and quit you know 
think like thinking on my feet and you know evasive maneuvers and whatever I needed to do to like I I was just so staunch in my ways and I'm really excited for this chapter that I'm in and the work that I'm doing and um, I'm just really I'm very very blessed and very happy to be able to have this platform to talk to you guys about it. I'm always wanting to hear your stories, what you've been through, what you're going through, how you came out of it. You know, what what was the turning point, the pivotal point? What was the light that you saw? And please reach out to me. I want to hear your stories because I just think it's so important. I think we relate when we hear somebody else. I think we're connected uh, and we all want to be connected, I feel. And I think that's incredibly important. Connection is key, especially with all this technology. I think we're all at the, it, you know, peel away the layers, peel, peel, peel. We still want to be connected with someone that understands or maybe doesn't understand completely, but in some way can relate. Hey, that happened to me. Hey, that happened to you. Let's talk about it. And it's not to one-up the person. I have no desire to one-up anybody there. And that's kind of how you stay grounded, right? You look to someone else's circumstances and you know you've got nothing to complain about. So I'm not looking to one-up anybody, but I'm trying to understand and be empathetic and compassion for people because, wow, the more I can feel that, the better I'm becoming. And I love that. And one of the, I do want to do a pivot, if you will, I want to shift a little bit. And I want to talk about, you know, my husband shared with me this 911 call that he received um, a couple of days ago. And you have to understand, right, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't know that, you know, needs the education. And as I've talked about it here on the podcast before, I'm a type one diabetic on an insulin pump. And one of the biggest regrets that I have are not regrets, but one of the things I wished, especially being diagnosed as a child, is that there was more education and my family was involved with that education. And I'm trying really hard to get those resources out to everybody. And it's not just for type one, it's for any chronic illness that may become somebody as a child with parents involved or as an adult. We need to be able to have those resources. But here's what struck me about the phone call. So this wife calls in. Um, she's, you know, upset, obviously. Her husband is unconscious. Um, he's a diabetic. Unsure, unclear if it's type 1 or type 2. But, uh, you know, because of the low blood sugar, he's gone um, unresponsive. Still breathing. And because of my husband's background and knowing me and things like that, he, you know, kind of asks little questions to see you know, is it super, super emergency? Where are we at? Right. So he asks her, you know, can you disconnect his pump? And she doesn't know how to do that. And then the next question is, you know, can you check his blood sugar with CGM? She tries, it's not working, it failed. Um, I think the device needed to be changed. So that wasn't doing anything. And she didn't know how to change it. And then he said, well, can you check it manually? You know, we all have a blood sugar machine. You can prick your finger and get a reading. And she didn't know how to do any of that. And of course, all the, and in, in your moment of emergency and, and wanting help, I understand those aren't things that you necessarily want to mess with, but they're so important. They're so crucial. And she didn't want to mess with it. She just wanted the, you know, fire department personnel to show up, get there as quickly as they could. And then she didn't want to deal with it. And it makes me sad. It, well, it angers me and it makes me sad. A couple of reasons. One, as his wife, now again, I don't know if they're newly married or whatever, but to me, if you're going to start dating someone that may have these complications, you should have a sit-down conversation, especially if this person is going to be in your life for a while. You should have these conversations of, well, 
What do I do if this happens? What do I do if this happens? It's very important, very basic, basic steps that could ultimately save the person's life that are just not even being talked about, that are being completely missed. Now, as the husband, maybe he didn't want to involve her. I mean, who knows what the situation is? But as someone who carries this with them, to me, the more people that know what to do, the better off I am. Because I can't explain it to you if I'm unresponsive. I can't tell you what to do if, I can, if I'm unconscious. And that's so crucial to me that somebody that just, you know, maybe just has a very basic understanding of it could potentially save the life. And that's so important. I think that's critical. And again, this goes to heart conditions, to any sort of chronic illness where you have these challenges, where you might find this, this could be something that is your reality. It's really, really important. You know, a couple of things too. They're always like, well, eat a candy bar, drink a Coke. Well, those are fine if you're conscious and can actually chew or swallow. You don't want to stick any food or drink down somebody uh, somebody's mouth that is unresponsive and cannot chew or swallow. That would be a terrible idea. They would start to choke. I mean, you don't want to do that. And some of the things that they tell you to do, um, if you have frosting, honey, something like that on hand, you can take a swipe with your finger and just rub it on their gums and they'll start to absorb that sugar you know, we, you don't have the um, D50 that the paramedics come carry around to, you know, jab you in your IV and get your sugar back up quickly. So there's other ways to do it. But my point to all this is the fact that there is no narrative. There is no conversation. Um, these are numbers that people are being di diagnosed with this that are going up. And that's a whole other subject. We can talk about why and how come there's so many. But the point is there is. And we should know what to do as whole, as a family. Especially if you are in that family, you should collectively, whoever is in that family, should take an interest to it. You should be able to know what to do. You should be able to know what to say if you have to call 911. I mean, these are all just, but you know, this goes back to very, very basic things of, you know, explaining a, a child. What do you do when you call 911? Well, they need to know their phone number, they need to know their address. You know, if they don't know their address, you want to make sure they can find a piece of mail so they can read the address. And these are very basic things that will help help get to them, right? But it's the same dealing with somebody with a chronic condition that could have these emergencies that is reality. Um, and it, again, you don't have to talk about, you know, why did maybe the husband didn't want to or whatever. I would want to take the personal responsibility to make sure I know what to do in case something like that happens. It's very, very important. And again, it could save a life. So I think, you know, being able to talk about that on this podcast, having that platform, there are so many people that I want to help and reach and teach um, just to get basic education out there. You know, I encourage anyone that can get CPR certified, make it a point to go figure out how to do that. It doesn't mean that you're going to walk around and be this hero and life-saving person, but you never know when you might need a skill like that. And it's very important, especially if you are maybe taking care of an elderly grandparent or parent or, you know, somebody that maybe has airway issues, maybe that, you know, heart condition, just having that basic skill is so important and it doesn't cost very much. In fact, a lot of the times they do, I think through library or, um, other, uh, you know, government and entities, they may offer it free or for a minimal cost. And you go and you take the class and you just learn, you learn. And it's, they do different uh, CPR. You can have a pediatric CPR, 
and you can have adult CPR in the pediatric. I mean, what if you have a baby that starts choking? This was one of my fears. And again, I'm probably not the litmus test to compare yourself to, but because I had this background and I had seen these things happen and how to fix it. But when I was a new mom, my biggest, biggest fear was my child was going to choke on something. So you can be sure that I was remembering and, you know, trying to re-educate myself. But these are just basic life-saving things to have. And then I, I mean, I can hear some people going, oh, Sarah, you can't worry about everything. You're right. You're right. I can't because I do drive myself crazy with it. I do have these <laughs> crazy intrusive thoughts that I deal with. But to me, if you can make yourself the most prepared of whatever your situation is, that's what you should be doing. It breaks my heart that a spouse is calling on one and has no idea what to do. And to me, I, that's just, that's basic. You should know that. You should want to know that. Uh, you know, and I have been very fortunate where that has not happened to me. I've been close. I've been very, very close but never to the point where I've been unresponsive. But at the same time, even when I was still conscious, my husband, he would sit me down. He would bring me, you know, any kind of sugar, whether it's a candy bar, soda, whatever it was, juice. Um, and he knew how much to give. He knew what I needed. He knew how long to wait before he gave me more. And again, these are, this is getting a little advanced, but just that basic thing, uh, I mean, that's, I think is incredibly important. And I hope I can be a resource. I hope I can be the one that we can get out there and, you know, just educate, prepare, be resource, be resourceful for people who need the resources. I'm so incredibly, you know, anxious. I don't know if that's the right word, but I just, I want people to see it. I want people to have it. And education in that regard is the best that we can in any regard is the best that we can do the more you know the more you can do right what was that nbc thing the more you know <laughs> so i won't go on with that any further i say all of this just to say though it's so incredibly important to be aware of your surroundings your circumstances and your mindset and if we can get those things honed in if we can get those things dialed in if we can be aware I think we're already setting ourselves up to be ahead of the game or at least in the game in the right way. And that is that is the most important thing that we can do. So very short episode this week. Um, I'm very grateful again for all the listeners. I see that I picked up listeners in Belgium. Still have Australia going strong. There's Croatia out there. And I'm just so incredibly thankful for all of you that are listening Again, a big thank you to all the guests that have come on the podcast. I've got some great guests lined up for you coming up. And you know what? Life is messy. Everything is messy, but we're here to hopefully bring you some fun about it. We're here to, you know, pick it up a notch, laugh about it. I know I laugh at myself quite often if I'm not crying, <laughs> as was today. So uh, let me know. I want to hear your stories. I want to be there to help. I want to be there for you. And I'm so grateful for all of you listening. Thank you so much. Keep it messy.
Thank you so much for listening to Everything's Messy Podcast. If you don't mind, if you'd head on over to wherever you listen to your podcast at and like, subscribe, maybe leave me a review, I would totally appreciate that. If you'd like to be considered to be a guest on our podcast, please reach out to me at everythingsmessy at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media at Everything's Messy Podcast on Instagram. I'm also on X, which was Twitter at Everything's Mess and Facebook at Everything's Messy Podcast. Once again, I'd love to hear from you in any capacity and anything that you'd like to share with me. Thanks again for listening.